Hello everyone and welcome to the 21 Show. A show for the 21st century youth, where we card productivity, wellness, and human condition. Kindly subscribe and leave us a review in the direction find your podcast. Also send us a mail at info at show.com. You follow us on any of our social media platforms at the 21 Show. Thank you. Productivity, wellness, human conditioning, and all the trending topics all over the world. This is the Two One Show podcast with Benjamin. Um, so now let's talk about the courses because I think um, now we've got you've got you've come to understand there are two types, and then yes, the I mean the one that's more common, common, mm-hmm. uh, is, mm-hmm. is type two, type two. Yeah. yeah. So now let's talk about the courses because it looks as if now. Is um I was I was just doing a research today and it's, it's saying that in America it's it's gradually becoming the first disease that really takes the lives of people. So now let's funny enough, it. even in Ghana here, you uh-huh. see why America is able to come up with that is because they don't play with bio statistics uh-huh. in America. Unlike Ghana, where we are unable to like we keep record. Not to say we don't keep record of all those statistics, but um the seriousness we attach to such things. Is okay. below par as compared to the Western world. You get uh-huh. it. So they are able to get accurate figures. You get yeah. as compared to Ghana here. There are a whole lot of people with diabetes that don't even know they are diabetic in Ghana okay. here. And then the funny thing is, most of them are home having or exhibiting all the signs and symptoms. And they are still there. But they are still there. Probably doing some herbs they think can take care of the symptom. But the, the funny herb- thing is, Huh. The herbs they are doing, they are doing it to manage the symptoms, okay. but they don't even know what is bringing about the okay. symptoms they are having. Some of uh-huh. them end up dying of ulcers, foot ulcers, and all that. And they think, oh, it, it was just a sickness, sickness, sickness that resulted in the foot ulcers, and then they died, not knowing it is a great general diabetes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I think I think one of these you are going to have um, a whole a whole discussion on the the local herbs and then how we can put them together because i feel like people are so much uh stuck into the whole combine and i feel like charlie yes it's true but then what's what what do you know of the sickness that you are, are going to die in room to go to go for those those things but i think one it's it would be a, a, a perfect thing a for special us special discussion on help oh herbal yeah. medicine is is really good and um, mm-hmm. every good medical person will tell you herbal medicine is good but the problem is um are you getting the titrations right Mm-hmm. Funny enough, people fail to realize that almost all the exotic medications they take, the tablets, the capsules, whatever we've been purchasing from the pharmacies, most of them, in fact, almost all of them are from herbs. Mm-hmm. But the difference between those ones and what we get from the bushes, those ones have gone through labs. Yeah, Titrations have been done. We've checked on their therapeutic indexes. And we've been able to tell that at these dosages, they wouldn't be harmful to what any organ in the body. That is the difference. Uh-huh. You get it. There are a lot of medications that a champon has been used to do, like make them. But if you are not told, you wouldn't know. There are a lot of medications that have been like manufactured from neem tree, uh-huh. but yeah. they are in tablet form. They've added excipients to it, like powder. 
like substances. You get it. Just to make it, um, to increase tolerance. You get it. You see, you know, the, the raw herbs, it's kind of... Um, the whole thing. I mean, the yes, whole thing. annoying when you have to drink it. Uh, With the help of technology and all that, they've been able to add other things that would help us tolerate the medication. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I mean, so they are the same herbs. I just think we need a special day to talk about herbal medicine. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. All right. So um, even with this, let's talk about the causes of um, diabetes because you come to understand there are two. And then even the scary one is the one that you don't know. That's the type two. You don't know until you're like 65 where you think, oh, you need to start enjoying some life alone. You're on retirement. And then all of a sudden, boom, this thing happens. So let's talk about the causes of, of them because as a youth, I believe some of, if, if you're going to experience some of these, um, they're going to start from basically where we are right now. So let's talk about some of the causes of diabetes. Oh, okay. So, um, diabetes is one of those conditions where medically, as medics, we know it doesn't have a cause. However, it really? has a lot of risk factors or okay. predisposing factors that can make someone get it. Now, when medics say it doesn't have, you know, we deal with empirical data in the medical field. So we always want to have an evidence. Okay. And why some conditions we say they don't have a cause is because someone might have the same thing that caused someone's diabetes uh-huh. and would not have diabetes. Okay. That's, you get it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I was talking about the risk factor. I think the cause led to me talking about the risk factor. So just like I said, um, mm-hmm. diabetes doesn't really have a cause. However, it has a lot of risk factors that could predispose one to getting the condition. You get it. And why we as medics see certain um, diseases or conditions don't have a cause is that it is not um, very obvious or let's say it is not 100% obvious that if someone has the cause or risk factor, that person might have the condition. For instance, just like I said, we have a lot of risk factors. Obesity is the greatest risk factor of diabetes. Uh Why? Because type 2 diabetes is the most common. 90% of people that present with diabetes in Ghana and worldwide are type 2, are suffering from type 2 diabetes. And the greatest or major um, factor that predisposes people in Ghana to getting diabetes is obesity. Uh And that is what scientific research has in literature. And what I'm saying is someone might be obese, someone might be overweight, but would never or might never develop, he or she may never develop diabetes till he or she dies. Okay. However, another person too would be obese, but would develop diabetes even before his 40s. Uh-huh. You get it. So that is why it can't be a cause. When you look at another condition like malaria, if you are being bitten by a female anophilus mosquito, and the mosquito kinds of like um, induces the parasites into your bloodstream, at the end of the day, you are likely to develop what? You get malaria. Yeah. You get it. You uh-huh. get malaria at the end of the day. So that is a cause. Okay. You get it. That's like a well-known cause. That is a well-known cause. Like it is a cause. You see, medically, we don't use cause anyhow. Uh-huh. But for a lame person, 
you can say, oh, okay, some of the some of the things that cause diabetes include you start mentioning what you are mentioning to medics are risk factors. Okay. And some of these risk factors include I've already made mention of obesity or being overweight. So it means as an individual, we always need to check our BMI. When I say BMI, it's your body mass index. It is just trying to, like, it helps you determine whether you are overweight, you are obese, or you are underweight. Another um, predisposing factor of diabetes is sedentary lifestyle. Okay. Sedentary lifestyle. Mm-hmm. There are people in Ghana here that they always, they love sitting at one place. Mm-hmm. As for them, there is nothing like exercise in their dictionaries. <laughs> if they are moving from their house to go and buy sugar um, at the next two compounds, they will drive. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when they leave the house, they are going to work. They are sitting by their laptops on their office table all day. Once they close back into the car, back home, apart from walking into their bathroom, I think that's the highest exercise they do, mm-hmm. or walking to the kitchen to dish food. They are always sitting. So that is what we term as sedentary lifestyle. So that mm-hmm. is one or another risk factor. Another so, risk factor is family history. And when okay. we talk about family history, um, research has shown that if you've ever had a family member, maybe your mother or grandmother, you've ever had a family member who had diabetes or who um, was diabetic, it is likely that or you are you are prone or you are like yeah susceptible to getting diabetes in future it doesn't mean if you've if your mother was diabetic by all means you'll be diabetic okay but you, you are that- you are at a higher percentage okay of getting diabetes as compared to someone who doesn't have it in his or her family okay so family history is one another factor predisposing factor is age Okay. So as you grow up or as you age, um, you know, your organs begin to like um, perform below like their normal threshold. You know, once you are growing, all your body organs and everything, they will start to lose that active functioning. Okay. You get it. So you can compare an old woman's pancreas to a young lady's pancreas. By okay. all means, because she is young and active, the organ is still fresh and very healthy as compared to the older person's organ. You get uh-huh. it? So age is one factor. So as you age, you are susceptible. It doesn't mean that once you grow, you get diabetes. No, there are people that are 90 years, 99 years, and they don't have diabetes. But it is a risk factor. You get it? So as you grow, together with other environmental factors, if you don't take good care of yourself, already your age is predisposing you. It's making you susceptible. So if you don't take good care of yourself, you might end up developing diabetes. And one thing about diabetes is whenever I talk about or preach about diabetes, you see, because you talk about age, 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 the young ones think that... They are free. (laughs) They are not free. I want them to know that they are not free. Just two days ago, um, one of my patients... He's just 29 years, but he's diabetic. Wow. So you can imagine. And the way the young boy is suffering, and when you are diabetic, like you come to the hospital, like almost every one to two hours, we need to prick you 
some people don't like being pricked with needles and all that. You need to prick you because it's for your own good. Prick you, check your sugar level. Every, it's it's kind of stressful. It's stressful not just for the workers, but the diabetics too. It's stressful for them. Uh-huh. You get, oh. but they don't have a choice because they know we are doing them good, more good than harm. So another um, risk factor um, you can talk about is, I think one thing that strikes me when it comes to the risk factors, right? That's um, what we normally call the causes is the fact that, um, yeah. So I've made mention of obesity. Right. We've talked about um, family history. We've talked about age. Right, and we've also talked about sedentary lifestyle. Lifestyle, yeah, yeah. So another risk factor um, for diabetics is what we call gestational diabetes, and I think I've already made mention of it. Yeah, of course. Um, yes, um, it is a risk factor because um, some pregnant women tend to develop a high blood sugar whilst they are pregnant, and just like I said. It might resolve, so it means it is not diabetes, diabetes itself. Mm-hmm. You get it, so it might resolve, and then the person would even need to be on any medication. Okay, and so I like explain why. Yes. Sure. Uh, so we're talking about gestational diabetes. diabetes. Yeah. yeah. So just like I said, that could also be a predisposing factor because it is not permanent until after pregnancy. It doesn't resolve. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. can also be a risk factor for um, diabetes. And then other, um, other risk factors include taking the use of certain medications. Yeah, there are certain medications that alter the normal control of blood sugar, the, the mechanism, it alters it. So um, at the end of the day, it increases one's blood sugar. So if you are not careful, um, once you are on that medication for long, as time goes on, as it progresses, you might or may develop diabetes. And then another thing too is alcoholism. Alcoholism can also predispose you to um, getting um, diabetes. And um, you could also have people that have problems with cholesterol problems. You get it. So when people have high level of cholesterol, um, those people too uh, might end up developing diabetes. And one one big or great um, risk factor, you know, I'm someone who does a lot of um, health education on hypertension. Mm-hmm. So whenever yeah. I'm talking about diabetes, I love to put that risk factor as the last predisposing factor. As for the predisposing factors, there are many. There are some, maybe, I won't mention on on air at the moment, but they are there. But these are the most common ones that I'm making mention of. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, these are the most common ones. And then the last one, like I said, it's high blood pressure. So if you know anybody, that's why we always say, check your pressure, know your numbers. Because that is the only okay. thing that would help you determine whether you're hypertensive or not. And hypertension is also like diabetes. I always tell people they are twin brothers. In the sense that you might be hypertensive, but you would never know because it's not going to hit you hard. Yes, you might be there, not showing any symptoms, no signs that you're hypertensive. Until one day, it hits you hard, bang. We bring you to the hospital. Doctors assess you, and before you know it, they say, oh, sorry, Kwabna has developed a stroke. What caused it? His pressure, his blood pressure was high. 
funny enough, mm-hmm. at that, that day too, we come, you come, we check your blood sugar, boom, the sugar is also up. So high blood pressure can predispose you to getting, um, mm-hmm. what do you call it, um, diabetes. Someone okay. asked me on my last program, how possible is that? Because he knows high blood pressure is a condition on its own. So why is it that um, a condition on its own is going to cause another condition and their definitions or meanings don't look alike? Uh-huh. So I had to take time to explain to him what happens is with people that are hypertensive. Normally there is an increased pressure in their vessels. You okay. know, blood flow through vessels in the body. So for hypertensive, normally the pressure in these vessels, the arteries elevates. So it is kind of very high. Okay. Yeah. And when the pressure in these vessels elevates, what happens is the blood is unable to flow freely. Uh-huh. Let's assume those days that we used to rush to dining hall. And uh-huh. let's say the, the door is a very small door. Yeah. But you know how those days when it was left to the boys and you mm-hmm. want to rush through that right. same door. Of course. If you are plenty, you wouldn't be able to enter. A lot of people wouldn't be able to enter at like a very short time, would mm-hmm. struggle at the door before most of us would be able to, to enter. So that's mm-hmm. like the same thing that happens in the blood vessel because the pressure is increased. What happens is that there is what medics term as stasis or stasis, however you might want to pronounce it. It simply means blood is not flowing freely. It is being stagnant, the blood. It is not flowing freely. And you know, just like I said earlier on, the blood moves in vessels. And this blood is the same thing that carries glucose, is the same thing that carries oxygen. It carries almost all the basic stuff that our body cells need. So for patients that have high blood pressure, because the pressure in their vessels is increased, it delays the supply of blood to the body parts of which the pancreas is one of. You get it. So once the pancreas is getting delayed supply of blood, it means the pancreas wouldn't get enough oxygen, not just oxygen, but the pancreas that produces the hormone even to take care of the glucose also needs glucose to what? To function. Okay. You get it. So the pancreas would not be getting enough supply. And when someone is not getting enough supply, it is just like someone who um, is being starved by his yeah. uh, stepmother. You mm-hmm. look at those kind of children and most of the time they are always weak and lethargic. You get it. So that is the kind of thing that happens to the pancreas because it is not getting what it needs to function. As time goes on, it breaks down and is unable to produce this insulin. Hence, the person tends to get high blood sugar and progresses to getting diabetes. So that is how high blood pressure can um, tend to cause um, diabetes. Oh, okay. You've uh, touched entirely on um, on the risk factors, but the one thing that's really struck me that I thought probably you're going to talk about is, uh, I think I had this uh, either on Clubhouse or whether the conversation, the unrecorded conversation with friends, but one was saying that um, one of them has to do with um, ethnicity and then race. And then yeah. I mean, the person tried to explain to me, but you know, me, I'm a very difficult person, so I didn't get it. So how true is it? Like how... True, is it that maybe yes. a particular race 
Come. Along the line, I said, um, what do you call it? I said something about the, the risk factors being a lot. And sure. funny yeah, yeah, enough, yeah. some of them, you wouldn't even find them in literature. But mm-hmm. research is showing that they are what? They are what? Risk factors. Risk factors, and yeah. Then, yes. And why they are risk factors and not causes is that mm-hmm. I made mention of that. Someone might have or be from a particular ethnic group. And you claim that ethnic group and um, the tendency of them to develop diabetes is high. But you have a lot of people there too that wouldn't have diabetes. So yeah. just like the person is saying, it could also be, it is, it is, it is not, it could, it is also a risk factor. Okay. You get it. And then if you try to um, explain, a lot of people will give you different schools, different school of thoughts will give you different explanation. Uh-huh. Some of them can even link this ethnicity to um, nutrition. Okay. Some of them will link it to nutrition because they are um, ethnicities that they, when you study them, most of their food is like fiber-containing food. Yeah. We have these ethnic groups in Ghana that they do a lot of um, vegetable eating, even their soups, almost every soup they do, if it's not a yo-yo, almost everything they do is green of course yeah and when you realize you don't even need to do a research when you study them closely you realize that those particular ethnic groups most of times they do live long okay when you see their old people you see 90 something mm-hmm. they are very old funny enough they don't even come to the hospital though. Mm-hmm. As compared to the other ethnic groups that, oh, they are always in the hospital, they know what is medical checkup and all that. This ethnic group, they don't come to the, what, to the hospital. But when you check the incidence of those things among them, you realize it is what? It is low as compared to other ethnic groups. So it mm-hmm. means other ethnic groups have certain lifestyles that what predispose them towards to getting the condition it is not just the name maybe ashanti or maybe ewe or maybe um dagumba no but it is what they do in that ethnic or ethnicity you get it it is their lifestyle day that's it's kind of um that, that's what you can use to do the explanation but you can't say because someone is just an ashanti so the name Ashanti predisposes the person to getting diabetes. No, it is not empirical. Um, ethnicity is one of the risk factors of diabetes. But I was trying to explain, um, I was trying to make things clear to the audience. Because when we say uh-huh. ethnicity, it doesn't just mean that because the person is from this ethnic group. So the main yeah. fact that maybe the person is an Ashanti means, oh, then the incidence should be high or the person is likely to develop diabetes. What it actually means is that, you see, every ethnic group have certain lifestyles that bind them together. Okay. You get it. So um, um, the main one I always um, choose to use as an example is their lifestyle, their nutritional lifestyle. Uh You get it. So when you look like, let me just compare two ethnic groups in Ghana and you look at maybe the Nordness. I don't want to pick out maybe a single one and then the Ashantis you realize that when it comes to what they eat it differs okay 
And funny enough, if you are to do a scientific research and what they eat, at the end of the day, one might be eating um, allegedly richer than the other. But for all you know, um, when you're talking about like who is eating more healthier, it might be the other ethnic group. For okay. instance, um, the Ashantis would love to eat fufu almost every day. You get mm-hmm. it? And you know, um, fufu, we use um, cassava in making fufu. And cassava is one of the energy blockers or like when it comes to carbohydrate, you get it. Now, comparing okay. that to a Muslim, a Muslim to almost every day, they, they eat ayoyo, edeme, they are eating the leaves, the dates and all that. And when you check for all these things, you realize that scientifically, they have um, a therapeutic function or therapeutic effect. You get it. You realize that all these things they eat has something that helps to maybe boost their immune system in one way or the other. So at the end of the day, when you are looking at incidence of certain diseases amongst them, it is likely that one ethnic group, the incidence will be high or higher in one ethnic group than the other. You get it? And it is basically because of what they do, Mm -hmm. but not because of who they are. You get it? So that's the clarification I want to make. So just like um, someone would say, um, black are more prone to getting um, diabetes and hypertension, or let's say hypertension or diabetes as compared to the white. If someone scientifically, some of them are proven. And it is boiled down to lifestyle. When you look at the Western world, the system is working. You get it. And so just like I said, so um, it's not just because maybe someone is an Ashanti or someone is a Nordner that makes the person maybe predisposed or let's say makes the person um, susceptible to getting the diabetes. But it is because of what they do, their lifestyle, what they eat, um, what they do. Some certain um, ethnic groups are known to be more hardworking. Like uh, when we say hardworking, it's not like I'm trying to like um, talk down on any ethnic group. But when you go to certain uh, ethnicities, you realize that they do a lot of farming. So just like we mentioned sedentary lifestyle as one of the risk factors, because they don't live a sedentary lifestyle, it means definitely they are um, a step um lower when it comes to um getting diabetes you get it so they are at a better or an advantaged point as compared to maybe we in the south or in, um, in the central parts of the country where all we do is car car everything we are doing is car then they wake up they go to the farm they work work sweat so their their, their system is always active as compared to um people in other Ethnic group. So ethnicity is um can be a risk factor for diabetes. Talk about um the myths of diabetes, and then I think we've already had um an active um evening so far. So we'll talk about the myths um people have around the world and then um in Ghana here about diabetes, and then we'll wrap up for the day and then we'll leave um the other things about diabetes for next week, um, the part two. Yeah, I think for the part two, we'll talk about a whole lot, including some of the things you'd see to know that maybe probably you're having diabetes and all that. We'll look at some of the complications, why it is dangerous, why it can kill and all that. Um, yeah, I'm hoping we'll also have an interesting one like this one. So let's quickly move to um, the myths people have of um, about diabetes. Um, in 
in Ghana here. Okay, so first of all, first of all, um, the first meet people have, um, I have overheard a lot of people talking. You see, sometimes when you find yourself outside in the midst of other people that are not medical professionals, um, it is always good not to let them know you are one. Because with that, it helps to make sure their conversation is not biased. And one of the myths I always get when I'm around um, other people is people claim diabetes isn't really um, a serious disease. I even overheard one woman saying doctors and medics are the ones who make diabetes serious so that um, they can end up cutting um, off your legs. Um, it was quite um, some way, but when I looked at the energy the woman had in the car, it was quite difficult for me to, to like say something. Uh, I knew I should have done better. So one of the um, myths people have in Ghana here um, is that they think diabetes isn't a serious disease. But um, I must tell you that diabetes is one of the most serious diseases you can ever what, um, find um, or that has ever um, surfaced the world, the, the earth. In the, in the sense that um, diabetes can easily kill. You see, when you are playing with blood sugar, blood sugar is just like um, a television power button. Why am I saying this? Because if someone is able to control your blood sugar to both extremities, very low and very high, the person can easily kill you in the sense that if the person brings your blood sugar below normal, you can easily go to like go on coma and then pass out. And same to vice versa for the other way around when it goes very high. But one thing about going low and going high is that when diabetes, um, when blood sugar goes low, medics are more afraid of that one as compared to it going high. This is because. When it goes high, at least we have a lot of time to Yeah, hello, Bob. Yeah, it's hello, more I can hear you. Can you hear me? You can uh-huh. hear me now. Yeah, good to good yeah, to have hear. you back. So I was like, I just oh, started just... talking about the meets before you joined in. Um, so like um, I mentioned, uh, we were on the first meet um, people have about diabetes. And then, um, and I said diabetes, people think diabetes isn't a serious disease. But funny enough, diabetes is okay. one of the diseases that can easily kill you. You see, until you lose a, um, a relative to diabetes, you wouldn't know how serious the disease uh-huh. is. I think next week, when we have the opportunity to talk about the complications, you realize what people go through. I would share some stories, clinical okay. stories with you so that you get to know um, the intensity of what diabetes is. I might even share a personal one of my own uncle and all that. So um, another people, um, another myth about diabetes is that people think that the moment you are obese or overweight, you get type 2 diabetes or you get diabetes. You get it. People will think, they think that once you are overweight, it means, oh, we are now that you've put on weight, you get diabetes. No, it is also a myth. Just like I told you, being overweight is just a predisposing factor. 
You get it. Some people are not obese. And when you say someone is overweight, it is not what you see. Someone might be looking normal to you, but that person might still be what overweight. To determine whether someone is overweight, we need to check your body mass index. You might be looking all healthy and all good. My people would even say, ah, if you as I say, why a come upon? But for all you know, yes, you are looking come in our eyes. You are looking good. You are looking all good. But you are overweight. But you don't know because you haven't even bothered to check. You get it? So people think automatically when you are overweight, oh, when you. And the kind of overweight we see most of the time is when people are getting overweight. Hello? Hello. Can can you hear me? Yeah, hello. Hi, please, we are listening. Oh, okay, sure, can sure, sure. Yes, yeah, yes, I can hear you. Can. I can hear you. Yeah, so um that's another uh, misconception out there. People think that um once you're overweight you can get type two diabetes. I think um talking about this overweight thing and obesity, some people are kind of getting confu- confused. You get it. Um some people are kind of getting confused. So maybe next week, when we are talking about the complications, I will just use some two, three minutes to stress okay. what it actually means to be overweight, what it actually means to be obese and all that. It is not just from the looks. Yeah, it's not going to hear you. Yeah, it is not just from the looks. Another myth, so we've talked about two, diabetes isn't a serious disease. We've also talked about people think if you are overweight, then automatically you have um, diabetes. Um, the third one is, People think that, you know, diabetes have this thing about them, that they have tendencies of having a low blood sugar in as much as they are always or most of the times having high blood sugar. They have okay. tendencies of having low blood sugar. So if you've ever maybe accompanied um, a diabetic relative to the hospital or something, normally what doctors or medics or nurses tell them is, say, be a better, make sure say, be a drink beer and I say he close to you why they are saying that is because why they are saying they should have something sweet close to them always is because at any point in time and that is why we make them take um in between meal snacks because their sugar can drop at any time and if your sugar drops there are people that oh those days when you are doing much past they will start fainting what do you think makes them faint some of them most of them it is either their sugar dropped or it is either what I mentioned earlier on there has been an accumulation of lactic acid in some of their tissues hence making the body tired and then they feel dizzy so at once they need to fall so that gravity can push back blood to their brain that is why most people faint during those things so um, people think that when you have diabetes and you exercise it increases your um when you have diabetes and you exercise that is only when you you can um, get a low blood sugar you get it but you don't need to be diabetic to have a low blood sugar when you are exercising now because of these two some people that are diabetic will tell you that oh and i say me exercise that is why we say you can always have um, maybe a drink it can be a fruit a fruit drink so when you are going to the gym or you are going on your jogging you have your small water bottle with some maybe watermelon juice or maybe um yeah 
some of the health because not all fruits are that good for diabetics because some of them have the tendencies of increasing their sugar like very fast you get it and then another myth too is that people think that having diabetes means especially the educated population they think having diabetes means your body isn't producing enough insulin. but i'm sure um today from what we've learned you now know that your body might be producing enough insulin but you can still be diabetic so that is one myth people still have they think that um, everybody who has diabetes oh then oh you're seeing a pancreas say no it doesn't mean that you your pancreas might be working but because the fats have covered those receptors that the insulin is supposed to bind to to work therefore the insulin is unable to function properly and it would end up leading you to having a high blood sugar and gradually you progress to having diabetes you get it so having diabetes doesn't mean your body isn't producing enough insulin another myth or misconception out there is people some people think diabetes or diabetes is a spiritual disease yes oh we just say it again hospital sometimes you see when we are going to work sometimes we are in mufties maybe you alight from your car you just get down hospital premises some of them they don't know they they are maybe they just accompanied maybe their mother or grandmother to come and take medications and they are going home Sometimes maybe the the patient is on admission, but they are mm-hmm. returning home. Then they will start discussing. Say, ah, into who shed the auntie auntie Julia? Anye ibruno ubiyayem. Ena wongo andi biyayem. See sugar, 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 sugar. The you get it. It is not their fault. That is their conception. That is what they think. That is what they perceive about it. You get it. And then that is one of the reasons why some of us do what we do. That is one of the reasons why I'm here this evening. You get it? To to clarify that, to clear that misconception. You get it? And then another myth too is, um, people also think that when you say diabetes, it means um, but I'm sure today from what we've learned, you would understand clearly that it is not just because someone is taking um let's say sugary foods that is why maybe you would get diabetes it can be a predisposing factor it can be a risk factor someone will ask me okay you are saying and yes sir in the why can it be a risk factor it can be a risk factor because just like the insulin works and i always tell people all the organs in our body works like we the organisms in the sense that if you stress someone, I just say kaya you work it here, and I say akra. Now woman overloader. By the time she would carry those things, let's say from the KJTR main station to the Moshizongo station, you would see from her looks that even her neck, the neck muscles would be looking some way. You yourself, you would know that ah, maha ubiba. And that is the same way organs work in the body. So fine, they might be doing their daily 
activities, their function, normal function. But when you stress them, it gets to a point they get tired. And you know, the function of this pancreas is to produce insulin for insulin to take off excess sugar off your blood. So if you make it habitual that you do 24-7, you want to increase your blood sugar by taking in sugary stuff. Oh, fine. The pancreas will do its job. But as time goes on, as time goes on, it might get tired of doing that job. Or Hence, gradually, you might want to develop diabetes. Another thing people think is that once you have diabetes, you see, oh, sanko for nesi cheyare for oh, yebema wa wapani wofiesi siya. Now you see, omungu biyana, jomungu biyana, but we hear this always. The fact that you are diabetic doesn't mean that you always be given injectable medications at home. Most of them inject themselves, but a lot of them too can be on oral medications and change of lifestyle. So that is one misconception too that is out there. And someone too says this. A lot of diabetics come to the hospital. Maybe some of your grandma, some of your mother, some of your brothers and sisters have been saying it too. Let me just chip it in. They say, oh, media minimum me sugar ko high ami hu nte no kra dia ya me hia se me test this is one thing a lot of them see oh i always know when my sugar is high or low so i don't need to test it it is true that doctors have already told them some of the symptoms that they would experience when their sugar is low and when their sugar is high however these symptoms might be reflecting another what health condition or medical condition. You get it. So it is a misconception to say I always know when my sugar is high because that is not accurate. To know whether your sugar is high, you need to get a glucometer to test it, to test your blood sugar. And it is something that if you are being taught, you can do it at home. All you need to do is have the glucometer. You can be checking your sugar at home. And then for those of us that maybe um, we don't have the glucometer, once in a while you can pass by a pharmacy. I think in all the regions in Ghana, currently, you see a broken, it means to me, but in all the regions in Ghana, currently, almost all the pharmacies there do blood sugar testing. And it is not something that ABR, you are going to, um, they are going to collect your blood sample and you'd have to wait for 15 minutes. No, it is a five seconds test. They'll give you a small prick and they just check for you. Okay. Within the next five, 10 minutes, you are out of the pharmacy. So it is good to always know whether your sugar is high. So don't say, I always know, or I know where my sugar is high. It is a misconception. It is not true. Even a doctor, even um, a diabetic doctor doesn't know when his sugar is high or low until he tests it. But he might have a clue because of some of the things he's experiencing. So that is one, um, another um, misconception and then people have. And then another misconception is they think people with diabetes can't eat sweets. Yeah, people, they think, oh, if you are diabetic, you can't eat sweets. It is not true. If you go to a nutritionist, they can draw meal plans for you. Mm -hmm. 
and you'll be surprised to see in it some things you think are sweet but mm-hmm. they would have a way to what moderate it so that it doesn't spike or it is not harmful to you so these are some of the ones looking at you know when you want to talk about the misconceptions basically um it is not everything that is in the books or it's online or what but most of the times too we add what we hear from our clients our patients their relatives so that whenever we go on health education talks and all that we are able to like um clear those misconceptions people have and that is all for this episode. Kindly subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. Leave us a review on any Apple device or the Apple Podcast website. A link will be shared in the show notes. You can follow the Two One Show on any social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Two One Show. If you've got anything to share with us, future topics, conundrum or question, productivity tip, kindly send all of that an audio file MP3 format to the Two One Show 2020 at gmail.com or info at the Two One Show.com. Once again, we want to say a special thank you to our cherished listeners now for spending time with us we hope to catch you in future episodes